You are listening to the Spicy Chai Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Imtiaz. And my mission with this podcast is to bring you the voices of content creators who are just a bit ahead of you. People you can relate to. You can hear about their struggles and wins and learn from their mistakes so you don't have to make the same mistakes. My hope is that this podcast inspires you to start putting your voice out there and creating content consistently so that you can make the impact you want to make with the skills you already have and start creating the life you want to live. So grab your cup of spicy chai and let's get this show started. Hey, beautiful. What's up? This is episode 26 of the Spicy Chai podcast. Today, I'm in conversation with A. Grace Martin. And in this episode, we talk about how to combat the likes chasing mindset, learning about trolls in disguise and how we can prevent burnout as creators. And if you're listening to this podcast and are inspired to start your own podcast, then DM me the word podcast on Instagram at Maruk, M-A-H-R-U-K-H, dot m dot i m t i a z so mark dot m dot imtiaz and i will show you how you can start a podcast today now on to the episode today's guest is an author mom and teacher she has over six thousand followers on tiktok where she creates content about self-care and science she is the author of children's fantasy novel spirit rider the upcoming YA fiction novel, If You Only Knew, the self of ebook, My Physics Teacher Said 10 Ways to Think Smarter and Live Better, and the creative upcoming online courses, Essential Self-Care. Woo, that was a lot. And that's not all. This human does this all while teaching physics in high school. So she deals with like teenagers all the time. Like, wow. And she's a mother to a toddler while expecting her second child. We just saw a bump, which unfortunately you guys won't get to like see because we're all in podcasts, but that was pretty cool. And I want to say that when I reached out to Angela to be a guest on my show, she not only responded with a yes, she got back with what she can talk about. Talk about being a dream guest. Welcome to the show, Angela. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So I'm Angela Grace Martin. I'm the wellness potential teacher. And since we're getting nice up close and intimate, I actually go by my middle name. So you can call me Grace from now on. That's awesome. Thank you for correcting me. I love that. I love that. Yes, Grace. Because yeah, I do see your uh, Mrs. A. Grace uh, Martin. And I I, I think when I even emailed you, I said A. Grace. (laughs) And then I I realized it was Angela. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So just some things that happen when you're content creators reaching out to other content creators and you don't really know their full name. So just everyone that's starting out, that'd be helpful. But Angela, as I said, like you've done such great things so far. So would love for listeners to, to know what is your story? What got you started on TikTok? Oh, absolutely. Would love to share with you. So I would love to get into the right energy, into the right feel and dynamic. So I love starting with a good intention and this intention to say that whoever is listening right now, that this content is specifically for you, wherever you are at on your journey, that in this podcast, you are going to have something that absolutely resonates with you that you can take and bank on. So I'd like to start with a quick breath. If you are in a moving vehicle, would you please keep your eyes open and you can just follow along with breathing. But if you're safe and comfortable, you may absolutely close your eyes with me and take a deep breath in as far deep down through your belly as possible. Full exhale out. Take another deep breath into your lower rib cage, into your diaphragm, expanding your lower ribs and a full breath out. And if you feel comfortable placing your hand upon your heart, 
breathing into your mid chest, expanding into your heart center, and full breath out. All right, now from this wonderful space, I am A. Grace Martin, the wellness potential teacher. I actually help burnt out educators and health providers who care too much and work too hard, master overwhelm and perfectionism to become efficient, thriving, high performers. I'm a mentor, a high school physics teacher, a mom, a fiction novel author, a self-help author, and I work full time. I'm pregnant with our second child. I still find time to write novels, produce social media content, and create my online self-care wellness courses as part of my mentoring business as the wellness potential teacher. So I am huge on self-care, and I'll probably be bringing the conversation back to your well-being a lot because that is my jam. I feel that as content creators, we are putting so much energy out there, out into the cyberspace world that can just be a suck on our energy. We really have to come back home to ourselves and focus on self-care. I love that. So like, would love to hear like, what got you into TikTok? Like you were teaching physics and then what what got you into wellness and what got you, got you into creating content above all, and especially on an app like TikTok, which is known to be full of like teenagers, people you teach. So that's exactly why I wanted to get into TikTok is to expand an audience toward young people and toward teens. Because I'm a fiction novel author, as soon as COVID hit, I came up with an idea for a novel of understanding that every single teenager has their own story, has their own background, and they have a lot of junk to deal with every day. And so I started writing If You Only Knew as a young adult fantasy, sorry, young adult fiction novel in a realistic setting. I also do write fantasy. So there's where my automatic terminology kind of spits right out. And so because I wanted to connect more with an audience of teenagers, I thought, Kate, let's go where the teenagers are. Let's get on TikTok. The hilarious thing is I have fairly minor following when it comes to teens. My greatest following in demographics is adults. And so when I started putting posts out there, I really wasn't getting a whole lot of traction or a lot of likes on anything that would be with the new hip crowd. And I was getting the most traction and likes with me being a teacher and me being a science teacher. So if I shared something from a physics perspective, that's where my niche ended up coming from. That's very cool that you actually were getting more adults to watch your content. And you said that you had a lot of traction. So how did you deal with that? I mean, a lot of people, when they start posting, it's that expectation that you go viral on TikTok, right? Like one post and you'll get a million followers, but that doesn't happen to majority of us. Uh, Totally experience related, right? But so how did you deal with that? How did you manage that? Okay, so a lot of that is avoiding the likes chasing because we start on a new platform and we think, okay, I'm going to go viral. I've got all this great stuff. Like, oh, wait, why isn't anybody liking my stuff? Why isn't anybody sharing my stuff? Why am I not blowing up right now? I've got good stuff here. Do people not realize I've got good stuff? So you How are you in my head? How are you in my head, Grace? Like seriously. (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly how we feel. And here's the thing. It comes from an underlying place that we are seeking external validation through our social media. So if you actually take a step back, you've got to go underneath that seen problem of I want more likes and go within to the unseen of why are you likes chasing? 
you're likes chasing because you're looking for somebody to show you your worth. And here's the kicker. Nobody is ever going to show you your worth but yourself. Because the more that you keep looking for external validation, a thousand likes isn't enough. 2000 likes isn't enough. 6000 likes isn't enough. My following of 6000 people would not be enough because you can always compare to someone else. Someone else has 50,000 followers. Another person has over 100k followers. That's, That's so much. And it's never going to be enough. So here's the first thing is a mindset shift to overcome likes chasing and determining what your purpose is on your social media. And I love that actually mindset. And like, you know, I like the fact that you say like chasing as well, because I think that was the first time I heard of that term. And I was like, yeah, that is actually very accurate the way you describe it. But you talked a lot about going inside, like, you know, the external validation, knowing that let's say someone hears this podcast, which they will. And then they're like, oh, hey, that's me. I'm like chasing. And you're talking about going into the unseen. So what are some things they can do like right away? I'm listening to this podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, Grace is totally on point. I'm likes chasing. What do I do now? Okay, so let me give you some tangible pieces and then some reflective pieces. So first of all, tangible, you've got to ask what is worth my time? You want to put out a post, you want to engage with the contents on that post and any comments or any feedback that you're getting. And you open the app. You send your post, you can check your notifications, close your app, like actually have to give yourself the close the app. So I know on TikTok, I downloaded the uh, screen time and gave myself 45 minutes. And as soon as the 45 minutes was up, I was like, no, no, I'm not done my content. And I had to over the course of a few days, get into a routine of no, this is a 45 minute maximum. In that 45 minutes, I have to create and post my content and I'm only allowed to engage in the comments and the notifications for this period of time. And then I have to close my app. So that will require a lot of discipline and you're not going to get it right the first time, especially if you're used to, you know, about three to four hours a day on your social media. But there's my first piece of tangible is close your app and become really disciplined around your time boundaries. Okay, next thing for reflection Dissociating from our need to assign personal value to our vanity metrics. So that means if you are looking at the number of likes, the number of followers, the number of comments, I want you to then stop comparing how many likes you're getting to how many views you got. Because if you only got five views on a piece of content, that's enough to know that Those five views are not just numbers. Those are actual people, not bots, not some funny, weird algorithm. Those are individual human beings who were engaging with your content. And maybe they were not in a place to engage in it in a way that they would like or comment, but they still consumed your content and you have provided that value. So stop looking at your vanity metrics as your personal value Because if you've put something out, someone's seen it. Okay, next is purpose. So here's the last reflection piece for your likes chasing. Is what is your purpose in the first place for why you wanted to post? So let me give you a few examples. If I was sharing humorous content, right? Just like funny Mm -hmm. stuff. I find it really uplifting. Like, ah, that's really cute. Like, it makes me laugh. You don't need to assign any value to the response that you're getting just because it feels good. So stop obsessing over your follows and likes. 
if everyone else likes your content because you might like something different, someone else is going to see it. They're going to like it. That's your purpose. Close the app. You're done. If you want to become an influencer, this is going to be totally my personal advice. So you take it or leave it as you choose. My advice would be to stop because if you're striving to become an influencer, you're probably not living authentically. You have something really important to offer. And even if you miraculously do become an influencer, you're not creating a legacy that is going to help other people with what you've been posting. So you're eventually going to burn out or you're going to decide that the direction of your account isn't sustainable. So becoming that influencer and having all that popularity is really not the best way to approach it. So finally, I am in category number three. I'm creating content because I want to share a message and the purpose of me Creating it in a certain way is that I want to monetize. So that's my wheelhouse here. And I'd, I'd love to share my story of how I'm actually at this point now of monetizing to share more content with people who I can directly help. I love that. I love that, Grace. And before we t- touch and in, uh, go into monetizing, I do want to touch uh, certain pieces that you mentioned. First, you said, screen time. So that's an app I'm assuming just on iPhone or Android, people can download and you just put a 45 minute thing on it and people can set time limits to what, what best suits them. And that way, once they reach that time limit, the app closes. So that's the first thing you mentioned is create that boundary between yourself and the app. So you don't get obsessed with it. So if you're not obsessed with the app, you're not obsessed with the likes chasing. So I really like that. Um, I think the second thing you mentioned was um, before purpose, losing my thought here um what was the second thing yeah and dissociating metrics yes going towards like likes follows uh and i really liked how that tied into in wanting to be that influencer because a lot of people they do start creating content because they want a lot of followers they want to be an influencer and i think um that's so true because even Brene brown she says like I don't think I know anyone that got famous because they wanted to be famous, you know, and it's so true because people who are doing well and are famous, they're doing that because they provided value doing something they already love. They were doing things they love and they realized, oh, this also provides value. There's there has to be a good combination of the two. And that's kind of how they're who they are and where they are. So that's a really good point. Like, don't try to be an influencer. Just be like, hey, what do I like? know your purpose. This is the stuff I like, create more about that and then keep going. So I I love that. I love those three things. Um, And you mentioned monetizing. So I want to talk through like when you started on TikTok, I'm pretty sure right away, you didn't know your niche. So what was that journey like for you? Like first even figuring out your niche, like, or, and how important do you think that is? Like, cause I hear that a lot, especially for young creators. Like when I don't mean like age wise, I mean like just the amount of times they've created content, like how important is it? And how important was it in your journey? So speaking right from the heart and the funny thing is, we have so many things that touch our heart that we want to share all of the things that touch our heart. So that was one of the first obstacles is what do I post? So you get onto your platform and you say, okay, I'm going to post this thing. Oh, but then I also like this thing. Oh, so where is my niche? Well, I don't know because my niche is so broad. It covers this and this and this and this. So you start posting and you know what? Here's, here's what I did. When I started on TikTok, I had no idea what my niche was. I was actually thinking that I was going to be connecting with a teenage audience of fiction novel readers. 
and tried to do videos of myself dancing, which by the way, I've kind of taken down because oh, I'd I love to. I was after. Oh, <laughs> I, was I, was say, I would have loved to see that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to take a look and be like, wait, when my students see this, because they're going to see this, do I actually <laughs> want them commenting to me in person at school about it? No. Yeah. <laughs> and you deal with teenagers. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> it's not, not even adults. Yeah. <laughs> Here's um, coming from your heart with a place of authenticity that you can absolutely hang your hat on and say, I'm putting this out to the internet. And when it's when it's on the internet, it, it's out there. Mm-hmm. And am I totally comfortable with every single person I know seeing this and potentially talking to me about it. So when I have students in the halls, I had one student in the hall when we came back from summer break say, Mrs. Martin, can I just say something? I was like, hey, what's up? How are you doing there? I love your TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) And then realized that a solid third of my students in my school had already found me on the For You page. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I love that they were so good about it. Yeah, they they really are because I was being really authentic and I didn't keep those super ridiculous videos up for very long, even though it takes a lot to embarrass me. If there was anything that was, eh, you know what, this is just not how I'm professionally living in my authenticity, then I took that down. So then, okay, after I tried keeping up with the trends, which didn't work for me because I'm a super corny teacher and I'm kind of with it and with the times, but I'm not actually with it. I'm still an adult and I'm not a teenager. And that didn't work for me. I tried saying some jokes. I tried uh, sharing some educational stories that were kind of funny. Then I tried them uplifting, like hang in there statements. Like I know COVID is really, really tough, but you're so strong. And I was all over the place. So then I heard the advice to really grow on TikTok, make over a hundred different videos in one day, analyze your statistics, and then repeat the topics that did well. So I attempted that, but I mean, I also had my tiny human on my hip. It was just over a year old at the time. So I couldn't do a hundred videos in a day, but I did about 30 videos a day for three days and the best performing videos absolutely stood out. And those were the ones where I was like, oh, maybe I'll share this scientific concept or, or this thing that's kind of motivational, but science related. And there we go. Suddenly those were the videos that stood out. I love that. That's really good advice. Uh, like, you know, just create in quantity and then just see like what's standing out. But even then, like so many times we hear like people saying, but I have so many talents. I'm not just a wellness coach. I'm not just a fitness coach. Like I am so much more um, a multi-potentialite. I don't know if you heard that term recently. Like I just came across it where it's like, I have a lot going on and I want that. So to those people, like, how would you say like how what has niching down done for you and how, would you recommend it or would you say like they should just play yes niching down is so important okay so here's the thing is when i ended up niching down to my scientific concept the reason that i was striking gold with the algorithm is because when i was sharing something that people weren't familiar with I was getting the knee-jerk reaction that some people thought that it wasn't true. So they would comment that I didn't know what I was talking about, as well Mm. as the people who were like, oh, this is totally awesome. So I would reply to those comments with factual evidence. Then other people would chime in and be like, what do you mean you don't believe it? Like this, this is science. (laughs) This is true. So it started anything with controversy 
in the comment section that increased the amount of time that people's eyes were on that video. And that led to more engagement and that increased the algorithm. So by niching down into something really specific, you're more likely to get people to get, get kind of up in arms and get that high energy of like, well, no, like I need to engage with this. And you don't get that when you stay super broad, because when you stay super broad, you're never going to say anything that triggers anybody. And you're never going to say mm-hmm. anything if you're wanting to help that is really going to dig down and try to help them. I love that. I love that. And that's very true. Cause it's like, and also when you do kind of start niching down a bit, your mind starts thinking similarly. Like you're like, Oh, this is a concept that I can spin towards what my niche is. And it just kind of like, and people, when they see your profile, they're like, Oh, this is, this is what this person's all about. This is what I want to learn. Let's go. And I do think like, uh, people do say do an 80 20 where 80% you go all in on your niche and then 20% do show other sides of your personality. But that, um, and that's that way people know that you're more than, than just one thing, but it's the focus on, um, what your niche is. And I believe that for you, it's that, uh, the wellness and, um, the high performance. So that, that makes a lot of sense. So when you were starting aside from like your students seeing TikTok, like what were some of the fears that you dealt with? Like, what were some things that were constantly coming up for you? I didn't actually have a lot of fears, I had a lot of obsession. And my obsession was spending so much time, I guess the fear response being like, why isn't anybody liking this? And and does nobody understand that this is really important? And my husband even noticed it myself. He's like, can you stop checking your phone so much? Like, we have a small human that you are right here with right now. Like, why are you spending so much time? So for me, it wasn't the fear response of I'm nervous to post this. It was the fear response of I've posted. Now, why does nobody like this? Because I was assigning that external value and looking for that validation instead of focusing on my messaging. So when I focused on my messaging and started to post, say, scientific concepts, um, coming, say, from the world of physics, it was a given that the earth has a magnetic field and your body has a magnetic field that's generated by your heart. So Wait, isn't, that, isn't that isn't all of that false? Oh, yeah, no, that's not actually Yeah, I just stop making stuff stuff up, Grace, seriously. (laughs) And when I had people respond to that, most of them that were saying, oh, this is like totally untrue. This is fake news. Wow. I was able to ignore those because I'm like, wow, you really don't don't know what's going on here. But then others who were almost very sneaky trolls snuck under my radar to ask Mm. her questions about it. And they would say to me, yeah, but your your body isn't like a bar magnet, right? So they would actually try to use my terminology. And so this led to me to the huge obstacle of overcoming the need to argue and defend myself and figuring out the line between somebody who's actually engaged and curious and a troll in disguise. So I actually wasted a lot of time with trolls in disguise who were asking me semi-legitimate questions but then it brought the teacher perspective out in me of like, oh, you're so close, but you're not entirely right. So here's why your argument's wrong. And like, let me help you through this. And one troll in disguise just was draining me one day and I kept commenting back. And then I had to say, okay, you know what? This was before I'd set my 45 minute limit. I have to put this down and I have to hang out with my kid. So I spent the rest of the day hanging out with my kiddo, had so much fun. When he finally uh, went to bed that night, I opened up my app 
And this person had responded back that they had posted something completely ridiculous in like a mathematical algorithm of trying to explain what this was, which just made zero sense. And then posted an hour later, I've given you ample time to correct me. If you were actually a physics teacher, then you would have corrected me by now. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like that, that's, you know, like the... Uh, disguise trolls. Uh, that's like, again, another concept that I've just like understood. Like, how do you, as a content creator, someone who's new, like, how does someone know, like, who are those like real questions and what are those like these like trolls and like questions in disguise? Like, sorry, the term, what was the term you used? Trolls in disguise. The trolls in disguise. Yeah. That's, that's like, how would people know? Like, well, what is your method now? My method now is does this, energize me or completely drain me Mm. in a real quick, real simple. If I ask myself, is this worth my time? And honestly, after posting several times about a similar concept that your heart produces an electromagnetic field that can be measured outside of your body, that you are an energetic being and posting all of these um, different scientific articles and peer reviewed sources I eventually got to the point where if anyone said source, I'd just respond back with in other video, right? That's worth my time. So real quick question, real simple, real easy. Is this worth my time? And does this increase my energy or does it drain me? And if it drains me, it's not worth my time. Close it. I don't care. I don't know these people. I have no reason to have to search them down and have to validate what I am saying. I love that. I love that. And the thing is, you talk a lot about, is this worth my time? So just in general, if you were to take that back, do you think creating content on TikTok, given how much it takes out of you, do you think that has been worth your time? And you talked earlier about even like how you started monetizing your business. So how does that tie into like, what what's that journey been like? So those are like two questions, I guess. So. Absolutely. Okay. So TikTok was worth my time for the first few months. And here's why is that For the first few months, it helped me figure out my niche and it helped me realize how many people don't know basic scientific concepts that can help them in their lives. And so it led me to writing my physics teacher said 10 ways to think smarter and live better. When I started sharing some of these concepts, It was really easy for me to make metaphors because I am a creative writer. So I did one TikTok video of me tossing up a rock and saying, what goes up must come down. But if we always believed that, then we never would have put rockets into outer space. Where are your limiting beliefs holding you back in life? And that simple change of perspective had a few people commenting, why don't you have a million followers yet? Like, (laughs) mind blown. This is so cool. Yeah, I love that. TikTok is worth it to find my niche and to figure out what people actually could use from my knowledge. And then I had to find out, put your phone down and live your life. So even though TikTok was totally worth my time a few months ago, as I'm monetizing, it is not the right platform when you only have a few seconds and people do not want to be sold something on TikTok. Mm to try and monetize through that particular app. So I've really taken a step back from it and I don't post there a lot anymore because I've chosen to switch up my platforms. 
And and how did you go about that process? Like, how did you know that okay, TikTok's not the right one and there's another one for you? What was that like? Well, it actually started as soon as I went back to school in September. I had okay. first few weeks I was posting and then I got into full-time teacher mode and I didn't have the energy to be creating this additional content. So I didn't actually post anything for several months. And I realized, oh, I don't really want to because when I do post, I will sit down, I'll film several videos back to back. And then after about an hour of me filming these videos and saving them in the draft, so I've got content for the next few days, I'm just done. I'm tired. And I tried the, oh, well, just do one quick one a day, just one quick one a day. And it was almost like brain candy for an addiction that just wasn't worth it for me. So I figured out that it wasn't the right platform by living my life and realizing when I went back to it, just asking my question, does this energize me or does this not energize me? So I guess the best advice would be, can you take a three-day social media detox? If you are on any platform that your performance is being hurt by not being on it for three days, you're not in the right self-care mindset to be using that platform. Hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah, that's for sure. Like it's, and TikTok is certainly one of them, right? Like when you say post three to five times a day, I know, I know a lot of people say don't follow that, but that's usually what they say. The more you post, the more something will touch the algorithm, the more you'll be in the FYP page. So it's actually very true. And you're right. It's all about understanding which platform works for you and where can you also take a break without feeling like, oh my God, because burnout is real. Like, you know, just kind of creating content, especially when you start out, you want to create more and more, especially if one of your posts goes viral, you want to be like, oh, where's my second viral post coming? So what would you say to people? Like, have you been in, like, seems like you were there in, in September. What advice would you give? What helped you kind of come out of that burnout phase and that obsession phase with, oh my God, TikTok, got to keep growing? Me, content creation can become an addiction. Yes. Just like any addiction or any bad habit, the first step is admitting that there's a problem. So if you don't acknowledge that you have a problem with obsessing over your results, then you can't start to overcome that problem. So first you log in and what's the first thing you do? You check and see how many likes you have. You check and see how many comments you have. You want to see how many views on your content. Come up with a plan to avoid that. So I would not check a video to see if people had commented for X amount of time. So that might mean for you, um, I will post it in the morning. I am not going to open up my phone at all until my lunch break or not until after work. And whatever the comment is, I can reply later without the need for urgency and anyone can wait until then. So understanding that it's a bit of an addiction to say, well, I need to do it right now. Or it's an addiction to say, I need to post more and I need to get this viral and I need, need, need. Take that step back, go within and ask yourself, is this energizing me? Is this not energizing me? And why do I have such an obsessive need? What do I get out of this set of likes? Is it a little bit of a high that you get in your brain? Well, that's an addiction. So the first step with any addiction is admitting that there is a problem. Sure. It's like, um, 
content anonymous, right? <laughs> like just gotta, <laughs> just gotta admit that you have a problem and then deal with it. And you're right, like it, it goes back to your screen time discussion and knowing, hey, is this worth my time? And then not going after the followers and likes. And I think that's why our discussion today has been so, so helpful because it's really focused on self-care. It's focused on mindset, like any platform, people can succeed on any platform they want. It's just that they also have to be very mindful of their own boundaries and how everything, I mean, they're p- putting billions of dollars of research to make these things addictive. So it's really not anyone's fault. It's you just got to understand that they're doing this to get you addicted. And if you're addicted, that's okay. Just understand that and work with it. So I've really, really enjoyed this conversation, Grace. So before we get into our final question, where can everyone listening today find you online? Okay, so you can find me now mostly on Instagram. So Instagram as the wellness potential teacher, I'm at Mrs. M-R-S-A Grace. G-R-A-C-E, Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N. So at Mrs. A. Grace Martin, or you can search the Wellness Potential Teacher on Instagram. That is the best way to find me and my main platform that I am now using. So if you would like to follow me there, that's definitely going to be the best spot. Um, I am on Facebook. I'm still on TikTok, but I don't really use it. So I definitely recommend my Instagram. Additionally, if this has been helpful for you and you feel like you need a bit of a mindset shift, I do have a free self-care mindset masterclass on my website. Website. So you can either find it through my link tree in my Instagram, or my website is agracemartin.com. And at agracemartin.com, you can go to wellness courses, and I have a self-care mindset masterclass just for you. I love that. I love that. And we'll have that all in the show notes as well. So everyone listening, you can go uh, to the websites Grace mentioned, and also like if go to the show notes and they'll all be there. That's, that's amazing. So, and I also love like how you're just kind of killing it, by the way, just FYI, like, you know, like, Hey, you take over TikTok and now you're like, you know what, I'm going to kill this self-care space. So that's amazing. So everyone listening, definitely check her out. And final question, what advice would you give to yourself when you were starting all of your content? Like, so technically a younger self, but someone who starting content, what advice would you give? That you can niche down more quickly and get a better result by doing that. And for me to have done the journey of let's do a massive, massive amount of posting where somebody said, you know, do a hundred posts one day. I did 30 posts for three days to try and figure out where that exact niche is because you might have defined your niche and then not realized that it's so much more in depth than that. And I could do a whole nother podcast on <laughs> niche finding, on your power statement, on uh, where where to move forward after that point. But really realize that you can niche down faster and then focus on your self-care and focus on your boundaries so that you do not burn out. Because the faster you niche down to something that's directly from your heart, you will not burn out as quickly. And to take that step back and realize that you are a person of service and you are offering something of offering this content to individuals who really need it come from that place instead of your own validation. I love that. I love that. And I think a lot of people need to hear that because again, everyone like it's it's the toughest thing to do to niche down, especially because you think there's so many aspects of it. But I do believe when you're starting out, it does help a ton. So thank you so much for being here today for being your authentic self giving us everything. I loved that. I loved your energy. So I really, really appreciate you. Uh, And thank you. Thank you for being here. 
Thank you so much, everyone. Yeah. And for everyone listening, would love, love, love if you have been inspired by anything Grace said or anything else that you heard, please share this podcast with your friends and please leave a review if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. It really, really helps us. So thank you again. And until next week, you got this beautiful. If you are listening to this episode and are inspired to create your own podcast, then DM me the word podcast on Instagram at maruk.m.imtiaz. You will see it in the show notes as well. And I'll be happy to point you to some resources. Well, until next time, lots of love from your favorite. You got this beautiful. Beautiful.